Hello, I was just singing right before I came on here, so you might have heard me singing. It's gonna happen, just let the way make it through what the Lord can do. Elevation worship, Whew. more than able. Oh my gosh, anything is possible. It's going to happen. Just let the way maker through. This is the Change With Him Real Robert Eames podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Carl. That is my new jam. It is my new jam. I heard it in church on Sunday and I was like, whoa, whoa. So many things came to me when I heard those words. Can you imagine with all of the faith in the room, what the Lord can do? It's going to happen. Just let the way make it through. He's going to move. Anything is possible. Go listen. Oh my gosh. You will get spirit, spirit bumps, goosebumps, spirit bumps. I don't think they're goose. Like when did we start calling them goose? Spirit bumps. Like, whoo, he's moving through you. And I love that. I love that. I love that. He's always showing us. He's here with us. He's present. And this kind of got me in trouble recently. Uh, that is the motivation for this episode. Uh, last night, I was at the women's night at my church and they sang that song. All the women, we were up front and we were singing. Oh man, we were singing our souls out more. You are more than able. Oh, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? And I was like, oh, fuck, that's me. Ah! <laughs> and the girl next to me, my dear friend Kim, she was like, shit, that's what I do. I deny what the Lord can do all the time. And we were praying together and we were loving together and laughing together. And, and just like, she showed me this guy that she's like, girl, pray for me that I go on a date with him. And I'm like, oh man. And his description on his profile was like, I love God. I'm a servant of the most high God. And I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, he's cute and he's nerdy and he's all the things. And I'm like, he is all the things. Like, I will pray for your date. And then we were like, uh, who are we to deny what the Lord can do? All the women there, there were so many beautiful, gorgeous women there, all shapes, all colors, all sizes. And it was amazing to see all the women come together and the men were there to serve the women. It was such a beautiful night of joy, of worship, of, of God's word, his love, his message. And they sang that song, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? And my friend Kim has the most gorgeous voice. She just tried out for the worship team. So pray for her. She'll be on it very soon, I'm sure. But it was incredible to be in the presence of a faith-filled room and women singing their souls out and, and really saying, God, come into my life. Like, he's going to move. He's going to move. He's going to move. He's going to move. Like, I, we were standing in the aisle as we were worshiping and, and like my right hand, almost like a traffic controller, like an air traffic controller. I don't know if you've ever sat by the window on an airplane and you see them like waving their little wands. Like, I <laughs> It's like one of those imaginary things was in my hand and we were sitting in the aisle. Like my right hand was like doing circles, like spinning, almost like I'm like, come on, Jesus. <laughs> like, cause we were in the aisle and like, he's going to move. He's going to move. It's going to happen. Just let the way maker through. Have you ever felt like you are calling out for something to happen in your life, crying out for something to happen in your life. And then you're, you're shouting mad at God, like shaking your tiny little fist in this, in this glorious face. And you're like, why did it not happen yet? And he's like, dude, let me through. You're crowding me. Let me through. I'm trying to come through, but you and all the little people you've invited to your pity party have not made room. You have not made a way for me to get through. Not like he can't just get through, but he wants you to invite him in. 
He's not going to just barrel his way through. So it's like, it's going to happen. Just let the way maker through. He's going to move. He's going to move. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. You are more than able. He's so good. I love that song so much. And it kind of got me in trouble. (laughs) Because one of the verses in that song, it says, I've come a long way. I see how you work. There's so much goodness and grace. Much more than I deserve. Because I know who I am, but I can't stay where I'm at. And we've come this far by faith and I just can't turn back. I'm like, there's no turning back. Why would I ever want to go back to the dark side, right? No one wants to go back to the dark side. We've been in the dark side and you come out of the dark side into the light side. You're like, this side is so much better. And we get to experience that side on this side. We get to experience that side of heaven on this side of earth. And it's beautiful. And so I've had this night of worship with all these women. It's beautiful. It's glorious. And then I get a text message from my mom. And I'm like, "Mm, okay. So I check it. And she's like, hey, uh, my stepdad. She's like, his brother passed. And I'm like, awesome. Yes. Like that is the thing the family has been waiting for. And I know that sounds really fucked up, but it truly is. Like this is the brother, um, grew up in a in an LDS family and five brothers. And so there was constant, constant, constant chaos fighting. All the stories, and I love my stepdad dearly, but all of the stories that are shared from childhood about this particular brother are evil, vindictive, toxic manipulative, just there's so much. There was so much. And and I can only speak to my personal journey, but the stories are filled with so much hurt and so much pain because of this person. And, and for years and years and years now, he has been the center of <sighs> receiving treatment that he doesn't deserve. And I love that because that's the way God treats us. When his mother passed, he didn't have a penny to his name. He got to live in the house. And it just caused a riff and strife among the other brothers and among the family. And everyone was like, this isn't fair, this treatment, right? He is the favorite. He was always favored. He was the baby. And he was the one who stole. He was the one who did drugs. He was the one that was like constantly in and out of jail and drinking alcohol and bringing women and all kinds of drugs, like uh, you name it, right? I mean, this was that guy. And this was the, the brother that died. And his last several years of life was on oxygen, like literally strolling around an oxygen tank and smoking like packs of cigarettes, one cigarette after another while on oxygen. Uh, No, thanks. I don't want to be by you because I don't want to blow the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, but this is this kind of person. And, and for a long time, for years now, has been literally like dying and rotting in a way. And I know this is horrible, but it's true. And it's just the story of some people's lives. But would uh, his physical body had an odor. I thank God I never had to smell it or got to smell it. But but the brothers out of love, the ones who would go visit and care for him would would go over and say, like, you literally can smell his rotting body. The, the years of poison and toxicity and and drugs and drinking and and lies and manipulation. I know that lies, manipulation, and that type of energy has a frequency and a smell. Things smell when they're rotting. Have you ever left a sandwich in a bag 
and you have a child and they leave it in your car and you're cleaning out the car and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like you don't, it, it's just nasty. Like it molds, it's rotting and it, and it rots and it deteriorates. And when it does, it smells. The body is the same way, right? If you think about it, we eat cows, we eat chicken, we eat meat, we eat flesh. Like our bodies are made of meat and flesh as well, our physical body anyway. And, and when it starts to, to, get nasty and you poison it, it starts to rot, it starts to smell. I don't mean to make that the highlight of this session, but you get the picture. So I got the message that this person had passed and I was like, hallelujah. Like now the family can be together. What a beautiful experience. And I just felt this peace and happiness. I'm like, wow, now the family can move forward. Because honestly, before this experience, they were just literally waiting for this person to die. And I know that sounds bad, but sometimes that's the way it is. You're like, okay, we're there were people praying for him, praying for his redemption. And my stepdad went over several times, just felt compelled and called by the Holy Spirit to just go over, just visit, just try to talk to him about Jesus. But this this person was so high on heavy, heavy, heavy doses of morphine that he said, I, I don't even know if, if what I said landed. But the beautiful experience of his death and his passing he got to go over there. The brothers were there, were together. And this particular brother's son was also like lots and lots of major mistakes in his life, in and out of drugs, gangs, prisons, you name it. And my stepdad got to reconnect with his brother's son and his entire life turned around. He said, I mean, he's full, full in into ministry now, a, a follower of Jesus, a Christian. And my stepdad got to connect with him. And and this is someone that I mean, we all have families, right? This past this past Sunday at our church, our pastor said every family is like a different Jerry Springer episode. It is so true. That is why forgiveness is so crucial because it literally, like this experience that I'm describing is present in every family in some way, in some form. There is dysfunction, right? And at a family function, the dis <laughs> rises. You you experience the dis. And we, we feel that, oh, you dissed me, you hurt me, right? That's why the power of forgiveness and the power of letting Jesus into your life to transform generations of families, to allow him in, to allow restoring and healing and restoration of your soul and to pray for those that are in your family and to take a stance for who he is and what God can do in and through a family origin and remove the dis from dysfunction and in its place, put forgiveness and faith in. And, and I got to just, oh, it was so good. So when my mom texted that to me, hey, he died. I'm like, hallelujah. Yes, now the family can move forward because this seemed to be that like crutch of, oh, well, he's not dead yet. And well, when he died, like, oh, it's such so much joy because people were praying over him. Did he go to heaven? None of us know. None of us know. We'll know on the other side, right? We'll find out. We'll be like, hey, where is he? Is he here? If we even think to care. You know what I mean? Like that sounds harsh, but none of us know. But when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, we know where we're going and we pray for those that we love. We pray for those that we care for. And I know that this particular person had people praying and caring or praying for him. People he fucking hurt. People he did cruel, horrible, mean, vindictive things to all of his life, including his brother, including his son. 
And his son now is walking with Jesus and it's incredible. So my stepdad and his brother's son, uh, they reconnected, they reconvened. And so I'm on the phone with my mom and she's like, you need to call him. He's kind of upset. You didn't reach out. I'm like, I was worshiping Jesus all night, but I'll call him. Of course, I'm going to see him today. Anyway, we're going golfing together, but I was like, all he's going to get from me is praise, excitement, and happiness because he can move forward because God is good because I choose to understand and to know we're all dying. We're all going to die someday. And I know where I'm going and I'm praying for those that I love and everyone, even those that I don't love. I'm praying for my enemies to come to know Jesus so that they can live with him and walk with him eternally and forever. So death is a hundred percent. Death is inevitable. Death is not something that we can avoid, but it was interesting because with this person's life, it seemed like there was an extended delay. Why did he not die? He should have died so many times. And even in his last years, like literally lying on the couch, dying and rotting and smelling with his oxygen tank next to him and his pack of cigarettes right next to the oxygen tank. Like he still had opportunities and chances. And I know that God uses every moment, every opportunity, every chance. And it's funny because that's his son's name. And now he works for a ministry with that same name in the title. Like I was laughing. I'm like, mom, God is so good. Are you kidding me? Oh, so good. And so my stepdad got an opportunity to reconnect with his brother who he had so much strife with in this life with his son who again, followed in his father's footsteps, was in gangs, was in and out of prison, was selling drugs and turned his life around. And, and his son got the opportunity to pray for him and over him before he took his last breath. And I, I love that because we're all going to have a last breath. So who are you praying for? Who are you praying over? And are you including yourself? Because God does amazing things and he does amazing things through family. And there's a big project that my mom and my stepdad just haven't really made big moves on, haven't made big waves in. And it's something I know, like literally for over a decade, my mom has been talking about this project and, and there's been perceived barriers. And my mom told me, she said, I just know that God is going to, before I go, like he, I know that God has promised me this is going to get done. He's told me. And I'm like, awesome. When? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and that's because there's some manpower involved. And, and uh, my mom and I had the opportunity to have a conversation about how she didn't, like all the people that she would think of, it wouldn't work. Like you, you can't, men of that age and, and that, we need different people, right? You, you cannot put older men uh, of, of that type of physicalities, physical physical cality that sounded like super fragilistic caliosis. You know what I mean? <laughs> My daughter just saying that last weekend at school is so cute. Um, she needed younger, stronger men. That's what I'm trying to say. And with this connection through the event of the brother passing my stepdad reconnecting with his son who's connected and dedicated his faith in his life to Jesus. They connected and they were talking about, you know, how are you? It's, this is kind of crazy. Like your dad died, my brother died, but they got the opportunity to connect and they're both followers of Jesus. And I was like, oh, that's so exciting. And so now he's going to help him with, with the completion of this project, the project that I know that my mom said that God told her would get done. And I'm like, I don't know how you may go away, but I know you will. 
so, so good. It's so good to see. Like they had lost, they, they lost touch because it was like, you're a fuck up. Like I'm not a fuck up or I'm trying to not be one. And you have been ever since I've known you because it was his brother's son. And so it's like this little kid who's like in and out of prison and with women and drugs. And it's like, they just didn't keep in touch. And there are people in our families that we just don't keep in touch with because we're like, mm, 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 not good vibes. You know, like I'm all for high vibes. <laughs> I'm all for Jesus. Like, and, and he's not holy roller Bible thumper, but he just didn't keep in touch with this particular brother's son. And uh, it was amazing to see what God's done in and in, in and through his life and and for them to get the opportunity to come back together. And I was celebrating and honoring that and the things that God does. And so I was really excited. I think kind of threw my mom off course because she was like, why are you so happy about this? I'm like, because look at what God's doing. Oh my gosh, how can you not be excited by the way that God is moving? This is amazing. And so was I excited about death? Absolutely. Because now he's at peace. He's at rest. He's at physical peace and physical rest. I don't know about the spiritual peace and rest. And that's not my job to know. It's our job to pray for others. But we can't know. We won't know. And I was ex excited about this peace and rest. Now the family can move forward and not wait for this person to die anymore. And I know that sounds harsh and critical, but it literally was like that. And there's joy. There's joy in everything. There's excitement in everything. And when you open your eyes and your heart, you get to see, like, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Just that the way I make it through. And we were my mom and I were talking to her. She's like, do you think you went to heaven? I'm like, anything is possible. Yeah. I don't know. You are more than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? I don't know. I don't know what the Lord put on his heart before he took his last breath. I don't know how much morphine affects that, but I know that morphine cannot cut through what God can do. And there were people praying for him. And, and he did know Jesus. He knew Jesus when he was younger. They grew up in the LDS church. And I know they have some differences because of their, you know, religion. And I know that a relationship with Jesus is not about religion. It's about relationship. And so I'm excited because the whole family now gets to come together and gets opportunity to reconnect and restore their relationship with each other through their relationship with Jesus. And it was so amazing, like, holy balls, Batman, <laughs> to see that his son turned to Jesus was like jaw dropping. You know, when there are people you're like, oh, they're fucked, like, uh, -uh they're gone. And my mom was talking about this. I'm like, there is power in his name. There truly is. There is power in his name. Just a mention makes a wave. There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. And, and she said he's married now. He's like got an incredible job. He's got a beautiful home. I was like, what? That little kid. Like, I remember I was younger than him, but I remember going to like the family Christmases and I'm like, ooh, ooh like a little creepy. Like having <laughs> this person around, like you could sense the gang life, right? The thug life. But I'm like, mom, the people who have the most sin have the most powerful redemption. So it was incredible. 
like to see someone that low in life. And I love like there's a God behind bars is a ministry and they, they minister to prisoners and man, the testimonies and the stories that come out of the darkest darks, like the people who follow and turn their lives to Jesus and they start to follow Jesus, the people who are in prisoners and, 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 and making really, really, really bad fucked up choices, like have the most powerful restoration. Cause you think about it, like they were deeper in the darkness than, than some of us, right? We all have our own darkness. We all have our own depths, but I've never been involved in gangs in prison and, I thank God for that. But people who do have seen dark darkness and they are like so, so, so grateful for the power of Jesus and what he does in and through their lives and the turnaround in their lives and the restoration and the redemption and the savior and the healing. Like that turnaround is, I know it's all 180 degree turnaround, but it's like they were farther out of town. Like if you, so in the message last night, was talking about wandering and getting away, right? And so say home, right? And there's the story of the prodigal son. And when he leaves home and he takes his dad's money and he takes his inheritance and he goes and he fucking blows it. Like he blows it on blow, like as modern day, you know, language. Oh, he blows it on blow. And that's what this person did. That's what the father did. That's what the son did. But my stepdad got to reconnect with the son who was done blowing his life on blow. And he went to prison for drugs. He went to prison for gang activity. And now he's not blowing his life on blow anymore. He's he's a fu- ah, so cool. I was like, how amazing that he got to know that everything wasn't a waste. It wasn't a wash. Like that is what is to be honored, cherished, adored, and celebrated, bringing the family back together through the power of Jesus and, and celebrating and honoring what Jesus can do in and through a life, a life that looks gone, a life that looks too far gone. And so I was just so grateful that she shared this story with me and I sent a text message back. Oh, I'm so glad, you know, that, that he passed. This is so beautiful because now the family can reconnect and come together and, and allow healing into their hearts and, and see what God can do. See the way that God is going to move through all the brothers and everyone in the family coming together. If we make it about the right thing, if we keep our eyes focused on him and what he can do, we don't make it about the bickering and who's going to get the money from the house and who's going to sell the house and all those things. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Those are worldly things. When we keep it our godly things, we get to see him move. Just let the way maker through. And so I, I just love that. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I think people think I'm crazy but he's more than able. You are more than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Such a good song. And we often do that. And I realized through worship last night, I'm like, oh, fuck. I deny what the Lord can do. That's crazy. And my girlfriend and I looked at each other and we're like, we're done. We're done denying what the Lord can do. Let the way make it through. Like we're directing like air, airline traffic. Like we're there, <laughs> like orange glow stick circling in the air. Like come down the aisle, Jesus. Like we're letting you through. We are done denying what you can do. And so right at like nothing is coincidental or accidental or synchronicity. Like, oh, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, God, <laughs> God. 
God, God, God. And then, oh, it was so beautiful. I saw a message that my girlfriend has been praying for a long time to have a family and a baby. Like she's the older one in our group when we were in high school growing up. She's pregnant and she's like, only God. God has amazing plans, amazing ways. His ways are better. His ways are better. It's so cool. I'm like, there's just God everywhere. It's so amazing. It's so good. He's so good. Oh, so good. So good. Even through death, there's life in death. And when you are going to die, because you're going to die. Did you know that? You're going to die. When you die, you get to live with him forever. Forever! Because his ways are better. You get to live with him forever. Like, that is something to be celebrated. I know it sounds crazy, but I love celebrating death. Because this isn't the end. This isn't the end. (laughs) Let me tell you what happens next. He's alive. He's alive. That's Phil Wickham. Hallelujah. He's alive. Give him praise. Lift him high. And Sunday is coming. Oh, such a good song. And we learn that when we read about the Bible and when we get into scripture, we get into his word and we learn about Jesus. Jesus brought life. Jesus is life. He is the way. He is the way maker. We need to let him through. We need to stop denying what he can do. And there's just so much joy and celebration in death, in a physical death, because this wasn't the end. That wasn't the end. Let me tell you what happens next. You get spiritual life forever, forever, forever and ever and ever. How long? Forever, for eternity to infinity and beyond. Like even (laughs) Pixar gets it to infinity and beyond, like beyond infinity. Infinity is forever and ever and ever and ever. It never ends. Alpha, omega, beginning, end. It goes on forever. You get to live with God forever. I don't know how old the brother was. 70-ish, mid-70s. Holy, that is a blip. That is a little tiny pinpoint prick and dot on the blip of radar of life. Eternity. You get to live with God and in the glory of his kingdom forever when you live with him. That is something to be celebrated. That honestly is my internal transformation. I know where I'm going and I know it's going to be a glorious place. When my grandmother died, when my mima died, my mom was telling me that, I mean, follower of Jesus her whole life and she lived till 97. My mom talked to her mom every day and I talked to my mom every day and we're like, oh, look at this generational love. (laughs) And she said that she was really sad because she wasn't there when she died. My mom lives in Arizona. Grandma, me, mom was in North Carolina. So she had to get on the airplane, obviously fly there, but she took her last breath. But she said uh, that mm, maybe I got that wrong. Either way, that's not the point. She said that before she passed, there was this moment where she was in the hospital and she was taking her last breaths and she spoke the words, I'm going home and it's a glorious place. And my mom said she knew that Mima saw heaven and was sharing with her and was passing on the wisdom and the knowledge to my mom who passed on and shared the wisdom and knowledge to me. When Mima was dying, she was going home. She said to my mom, I'm going home and it's a glorious place. And my mom knew that Mima was standing at the pearly gates, was seeing the entry, the doorway into heaven that she was about to cross and pass and go through. It was a glorious place. She said, I'm going home and it's a glorious place. The Bible talks about that, that Jesus has made a room for us. 
in his home. And if we let him and we get to experience the glory, the love and the honor and the joy that he has brought us in this life and forever and for eternity. So when we die, we're going home and it's a glorious place. Death is not something to be, to be sad about. It's not, it's, it brings families together and it provides healing and restoration. That's the beauty of funerals. Families get to come together. And when we make it about Jesus, when we make it about his glory, his honor, his power, we get to know that when we die, because we all will, we all get the opportunity to live in a glorious place forever, forever with our family, with our loved ones, with Jesus. And I I love honoring and celebrating this. And so when I got the text message that he died, I was like, yes, yes. The family gets to be brought together. I don't know where he went. That's between him and Jesus. And where you go is between you and him too. But I know in my soul, I said, come into my life, come into my heart, make me new. And he said, I'm happy to. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I give gratitude for that every day of my life because it's the most incredible gift he could have ever given me. And he's given it to you too. Will you choose to receive it? Will you let him in, in this lifetime so that when you go, when you pass, your family doesn't have to worry about you. You get the opportunity to, and it's the most amazing thing. So I invite you to do that today, knowing your day is coming, knowing Sunday is coming, but that wasn't the end. That wasn't the end. Go listen to, to that song. Okay. I want to give you a homework assignment. Go listen to Sunday is Coming, Phil Wickham, and More Than Able by Elevation Worship. Oh, such good songs. And knowing you're going to die, will you invite him in in this lifetime and get to live with the glory of his power forever? I hope you do. I'm praying for you. You can do that by just simply saying, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Let's do this. Let's do this life together and forever and watch the ripple effect and the impact it has on you and your family for generations to come. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. And if you're ready to connect to tape your journey even further, do so by connecting at sarahpicaro.com. I love you guys. Bye for now.